0: Welcome podcast listeners, you are here with your host, it's Mr. Budget Pedal Jump. You are also here joined by the one, the only, the magnificent Mr. Matt Quine Say hi Matt Hi Matt well, Hey So you were unofficially joining us uh, on the, on the last, uh, last cast which was released today uh,
1: The live cast, you, you joined us for a, for a brief moment, didn't you? I did. I, I popped in to say hi at the start. I was uh, waiting for one person to arrive before I started a different live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that.
0: Uh, and yeah, how did that go? How was your uh, your live live bad book? Yeah, experience? it was.
1: It was good. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, a couple of people turned up, and yeah, it, it was like I say, good fun. It's good to be back doing it. it has been like a month since I've been on. Oh, Maybe not a month, but it'd been a while anyway, and yeah, it was just good to get back to it. Absolutely bang on. I need to check it out because
0: I'm—I am almost certain that that, uh, that live cast will be awesome. I—I love the first fifteen <laughs> minutes of all your cast. Then you start talking about wrestling and ruin it for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- we we started off with um by pretending that it was an announcement that we were cancelling the podcast forever. Okay. Because <laughs> we'd basically had a couple of weeks off, and um, yeah, we we were just like... Um, so we made sure that the person who was streaming had clicked on their Hangouts and hidden the bit in the corner, so you couldn't see that the guy who we thought was leaving the podcast was in the call. And then we basically just riffed for a couple of minutes um, saying how that, you know, it's the... It's like, it's really, it's been a tough decision, this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden um, we just clicked on his face and then uh, brought brought him back, and it was, yeah, it was good fun.
0: <laughs> Wait, so yeah, spoilers, uh, if you are an avid bad booker's listener, mind you, it's probably going to be out before this one, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that comes out the day after we record it, so it's already out as a podcast as well. That is, that's a that's a turnaround, that is, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very loose, like, we don't do it anywhere near as professionally as this one, so it's literally just the Hangouts call is recorded, um, and we cut out the bits that we don't want to have, and then just release it. Yeah, I mean,
0: you've got that over me, I, I tend to keep in the bits that I don't want to have, just them <laughs> to sheer laziness. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do some editing, but you know, um, yeah, it takes me it takes me a good uh, a good a good evening to uh to edit it but then as i mentioned on last cast as well i tend to listen to it before sending it into the world as well which is yeah. it's an absolutely uh it's an invaluable tool because the uh, the week where we did uh 120 and 120b one of them i had because i use the the same template um for uh like for the final version of the podcast so i i i edit the the raw version of the podcast and then dump it into like a like a template for the uh the podcast which has got like the the intro music and like the outro music i'd yeah. i'd left <laughs> left last week's outro like <laughs> Like 20 minutes after where we'd stopped talking, so there's like 20 minutes of silence. <laughs> was thinking this this podcast looks longer than I remember it. Uh, so it was a good it was a good job. I did the quality check that week. Um because yeah, that was that would have been embarrassing. Yeah, there you go. So it's it's definitely needed. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, uh, mainly because I I tend to edit whilst it's late at night or, or early in the morning, so I'm either not awake yet or not yet awake.
1: Uh,
0: so, yeah, <laughs> uh, probably not the best uh, best course of action, but it works. Um, the, the quality is what it is. Um, so, hey-ho. Um, Matt, what have you been up
1: to this week? Um, well, I, I turned... Another year older oh, con- and you- re- rewarded myself. Congratulations. <laughs> for, for surviving for 12 months by by um, scouring through Facebook and finding an absolute bargain.
0: I mean, you didn't have to scour far, did you?
1: <laughs> no, I just went on the, um, what's it called, the UK. Yeah, gu- and, and Yeah. Yeah, wh- whatever it is. But um, yeah, and. Cause I'm friends with a certain Mister Tate on Facebook. Um, his post was at the top, and <laughs> it, does, it works
0: like that, doesn't it? It puts your friends, your friends stuff, like in your face.
1: <laughs> and I went, "Ooh, that looks like an Antares." Hang on a minute, isn't that supposed to be like 180 quid? Why does this say 125? Oh, it's B stock. Well, it's probably A stock, so I'll just buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this
0: is the the second uh, B stock um yep. tight effects pedal you've bought and you you can absolutely attest for, for what I've noticed with with his B stack, which is I, I can't even tell that
1: it's supposed yep. to yeah. So the um the Razor Dead, if you look at it closely yeah. and angle it so that the light is going like diagonally so it's not like face face on but like slightly at an angle. yeah. yeah. You can see a scratch whereas the Antares um He's called it B stock because it's the one he's been taken to the conventions, yeah. so like legs and a few other bits, uh, places. So it has um, hook and loop tape on the bottom of it, so, and yeah. this, the sides. He claims are scratched, but I can't really see anything. <laughs> so, I mean, so chances are I've, I've actually played that exact that exact model there. Yeah, yeah, very uh, fairly, like fairly sure you probably have. I think it's. Serial number thirty five, I think. I did I didn't pay that much attention. Yeah. But yeah, um Yeah, it's one like I say he's been using for conventions and stuff. So yeah, he, he's said it's it's been out and it's been gigged, so it was B stock. Um, so I went, Oh, I'll have that.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, I saw the I saw the post where you went, Is this still available?
1: <laughs> And I thought,
0: I know, it's, yeah, um, I know what's happening there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I said, is this still available? Fifteen minutes after it went up, with no comments on it already. <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> uh,
0: so, you have you had a try uh, a chance to try this these, uh, these Antares then?
1: I have. So, um, I waited a couple of days just because I didn't have a chance to to plug anything in at home. Yeah. Just with it being my birthday week, I had a few few different things on, and then Sunday, um, I. Decided to put my mini pedal board together again because I'd taken all the stuff off it to uh, show the other guitarists in the band. Of like, course, yeah. yeah. Try a few drive pedals. And I was like, do you know what? Let's put this back together so that if I need to, I can take it to a practice. And I've got a delay, a reverb, a chorus, and as much drive as I can possibly fit on it. <laughs> um, Classic. So a, a, the tuner at the start, um, yeah. the Dr. Green. And then I've got the antares, then the tiny toddy, yeah, then the tube screamer mini, and I wanted to know whether the the antares worked with the tube screamer because um obviously the antares is based loosely off is it the s d one
0: yeah so it's um i, I don't think it's the exact s d one but it's 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 got a um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar, it's loosely yeah, similar. similar topology with with the fact that it's got like asymmetrical clipping and and uh, yeah
1: and whatnot. So I, I wasn't sure whether like stacking it with a tube screamer would work for lead. So I was like, right, well, I'll put them all on there, and then I've got the um the TC Corona chorus, the TC delay that I did the demo of on your channel. That I can't remember what it's called. Echo brain, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I thought
0: you had the afterglow, and not the, uh, not the Corona. Af- yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the afterglow.
1: It's gonna say like I don't remember you buying a <laughs> Corona. <laughs> yeah, I mean it wouldn't put it past me, but yeah, no, you're right. It is the afterglow, and then I, um, at the end, I put my um, T uh, Rex Space Master Reverb, yeah, yeah. um, which also has a boost on it. Um, so I put that all together, and then the first thing I did was turn everything off and just try the Antares. And yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a very versatile pedal. Like I, I've never—I don't think I've ever had a drive pedal that's that versatile. That clean blend function just gives you infinite options. It does, does it? I mean,
0: even if you take that out and you just you like you whack the the game fully up. The tone control is useful across across the entire uh, the entire sweep, so that makes it incredibly yeah. easy to dial in. It goes from like a gentle uh, a gentle breakup to like a full on kind of rock crunch, which again makes it yeah like incredibly versatile. <laughs> and then on top of that, you've got the yeah. clean blend as well. You're like fuck me, this is it's it's just it's like all of those controls work work in harmony together, don't they
1: yeah, and like i I could put this anywhere on either of my boards and have it as the right drive for that position. I could put it at the start and have it as my like lightest drive to kind of color the sound, or you could have it at the end to kind of crunch everything up and. Boost for a bit of a solo we can have it in the middle to just kind of add that fatness to your lighter drive if you wanted to like you can do whatever you want with this drive pedal it's amazing i I spent quite a while quite a while just going through different sounds with it um kind of found a, a light drive sound because the, the way I was using it on that board was like right that's going to be my light drive, light drive that kind of colors the sound the way I, way I want it to yeah. the tiny toddy will thicken it up and then the tube screamer will boost as a lead, as like a lead boost yeah um and it works fantastically exactly like it took a bit of dialing in to get the sound that i wanted but it's not a difficult pedal to dial in it's not like i was there for 40 minutes tweaking 77 knobs like you would be on a revival drive <laughs> yeah it was just, was just a thinking, case of like I was just thinking about the revival drive actually it's <laughs> just thinking <laughs> that it is it's almost like the
0: polar opposite isn't it
1: yeah and it's it's as versatile but doesn't need any of those kind of yeah the the extra like controls the the tone sweep is absolutely fantastic you can get whatever you want out of it and yeah so i've got it f- set fairly dark on the tone um like just less than half of the clean signal coming through i didn't realize to start with the clean blend is backwards-ish, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so a lot of people have been yeah, saying I th- this.
0: I find it really intuitive being like that. But because it says clean, you'd expect the further you go uh, on would be the, mo- the most clean. But it's not, it's, yeah. it's, you go from clean to fully driven.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's I suppose <laughs> if you think about it, it, it is yeah. a clean blend control. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so off you've got the clean blend off but i was yeah I, yeah um it took it took a while for me to get my head around it but once it did it was like yeah okay so i've got like the way i've set it up i've got got that turned down a little bit the volume is where unity is where whatever you plugged into Um the drive is i've got it maybe halfway maybe slightly less and then i've got a fairly dark tone just so that i can then if i want to use the tube screamer to boost it um 'cause the tube screamer that, that I, I like to have that set quite bright. Yeah. And if I had the, the tone on the as bright as well, it would just get a little bit too harsh. But yeah. yeah, um it it'll do whatever light drive sound you want, it'll do up to like a fairly chunky rock tone. And yeah, yeah, I'd love the pedal. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I completely agree. With it. it was I mean, uh, the entire uh Tight range, uh, uh, absolutely fantastic. I think the only one that you've uh, not tried at the moment is the the BMB, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's got the 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 booster as well, which I haven't tried. But yeah, yeah um, I've yeah, not tried course, a yeah. BMB yet. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, I have tried a BMB. I've tried one of the old Brexit means Brexit BMBs. In fact, of course, I the first one. It's it? Zero. I believe I tried zero, zero, 001. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the yeah the first commercially made Brexit means Brexit pedal I think yeah it was um, uh, belonging to our our, our Josh wasn't it it was
0: yeah I believe uh, since he has
1: uh, he has moved it along I th- think he's moved it on but yeah um, yeah it's been three years since I've tried that pedal nearly so yeah. I'd need to try it again I, but, um, and I
0: think they've uh, undergone revisions between between
1: then and there as well. Yeah, I, I would assume so. The way the way Stuart constantly revising everything that he does. Yes, yeah, he's 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 very uh, very particular
0: about his um his his designs and if, like for most people you'd you'd have put out like revision one of Brexit and go that that's it. that's a really good rat style circuit. I'm happy with that. Whereas Stuart's yeah. gone, it it was good but now i'm going to make it better and he does that ev- like every like periodically <laughs> so they're constantly evolving i know like certain things that he's done uh to make uh, the pedals idiot proof at certain points and um the like, the transformer mod for the um the raised raise heads yeah um, like <laughs> he's just like, literally, genius stuff, and he's just like, Yeah, no, it, it's stuff that I have to do because then it makes the pedal function better. <laughs> it's just like, Yeah, but you can't argue with him. Um, but he just means that each and every one of his lineup is absolutely blooming solid. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. Um, and it, I've I've mentioned it on on the cast before, and I've, I've mentioned it. I I mention it in like whenever anyone will listen, essentially like on, on forums and whatnot. Like I when I told Stuart this, that I I didn't expect to like the uh, the BMB because I've tried rat circuits before, and that kind of distortion, like kind of modern, more modern sounding distortion. Just doesn't appeal to me. Um, However, Stuart's one was absolutely fantastic. It had the low, like you could say low gain and it'd it'd be like a nice kind of smooth but bluesy crunch. But the the setting that I did find myself gravitating towards is whack the shit out of every control and just enjoy the noise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because it, it did it and it did it well so no. yeah um and yeah his booster is the loudest thing i've ever heard <laughs> so um yeah and yeah this, it's not the only thing that you've done this week as well is it Matt?
1: Uh, no so um actually on my birthday I had a band practice with the old band or the, i'm going to call it the old band but the the one that's been going for eight or nine years whatever it is yeah. at this point um and rather than have to lug my AC15 C2, which weighs a ton, um, into the, the room that we were practicing in, I took along. I took that along just in case. But I also took along the the Origin Five because I was hoping that I that weighs like a quarter the amount of the mm. AC15, and I was hoping that you know it might be loud enough. Um, yeah. so I took that. I also took the telly, obviously, because you know. Standard, yeah, can't take one with it. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it we we did a well, it wasn't quite like a, a full set, but um, we've got a depth drummer for a gig that's happening next weekend. Um, so we just um, we haven't played with him for about six months, so yeah, I'm just going through some songs again just to to remind them because we're not. Although we are a cover band, we do some bits slightly differently, yeah. as most most bands do, um, and we've got like stops in in odd places in some songs. So it's just kind of reminding where all of our little differences are. Yeah, um, and the Origin Five was up against the Hot Rod Deville. Okay, yeah, which I believe is a sixty watt Fender amp. Yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have kind of. Hazarded, did, I guess at like
0: forty-five to sixty. What? Yeah, is it a uh, yeah. one twelve or a two? With that
1: one? No, it's the it's the two twelve, but they're not side by side. They're yeah, diagonally. Yeah. It's like the square one. Um, and it was up against that. The bassist is using the marked bass, um, a Mark bass, and a drummer who likes to hit drums. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they all do, don't they? Yeah, they're very and rarely subtle. It was, the The origin was plenty loud enough. I think I, I had it on either seven or eight, uh, so it was you know it was cooking and it was in the obviously the higher setting, the, the the five watt setting. Yeah, but it it stood up comfortably. It wouldn't have done any of the clean songs very cleanly, but we didn't <laughs> need to go through any of them. Yeah, um, and to be honest with you, like it it's not something that I'll ever bother gigging because I'm quite happy with the AC15 for gigging. But yeah, when for for things like this, where it's a good like forty meters from the car park to the bit where we actually practice, yeah. I don't particularly fancy dragging a two twelve down there. If I can grab this one by eight combo that weighs quarter the weight, and yeah, doesn't just put me back out every time.
0: <laughs> no, I absolutely agree, and that was one of the contributing factors as to why I. I picked up a a Classic 30 over the the Black Star. The Black Star sounded fantastic. And in fact, probably a more versatile guitar amp. Um, Yeah. But it weighed weighed about an extra third on top of the the Classic 30. And when you're carrying that, a guitar, maybe two guitars, and a pedal board trying to balance that on top of your amp whilst carrying it, you you go for the
1: lighter option every time. Yeah, I mean, I I'm there's no way I could balance my pedal board on top of my amp and try and carry a couple of guitars. I I do it in two trips, but um, just the fact that I can because like normally the AC15 on its own takes a trip. Like I can't carry that and something else in the other hand. Yeah. You Use both handles and you lean back all the way to try and get rid of some of the weight. <laughs> yeah, to counterbalance <laughs> yourself. <laughs> um and it's it's a pain in the ass and then you go back and you realize that your your pedal board probably weighs the same as the the origin five does and you've still got two guitars and a box full of cables and it's just like yeah you you ended up with three three full journeys whereas if you take the origin five you can do that and the pedal board in one yeah and then you just got a couple of a couple of guitars one that i can put on my back and then a box of cables yeah which it, it makes
0: everything a lot more convenient and for for practice, that's what you need, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I say, at, at a gig, I, w- I wouldn't use it unless you know we had been specifically told you must be very quiet and this, that, and the other. But yeah, in in terms of gigs that I've done like that, I think there's been maybe two where I'd have been yeah. considering using it. But for the most part, um, it'll it, it certainly it handles practices well enough that I'll, I will use this solely to practice with that band. Um and I'll probably use the mini board now that I've put it together as well
0: yeah i mean i I did a gig where I used the the h t five and people swear to me like when i when I post it up on on facebook and and like tell them the story of it, they swear no, you didn't there's no way you could have been heard <laughs> like guaranteed yeah i i did the the output was pretty much cranked. And it, I was only using it for drive. Um, I'm not saying it was like a, a massively versatile thing, but I did. I, I played an entire gig on a on a HD5, and it kept up with a drummer, and it, it you could hear it in the mix.
1: Yeah, and that, that's that's the, the experience I had, was it went up against a drummer, a bassist using the, the, the rig that he uses to gig with, the other guitarist using his, his amp that we normally gig with a PA system with two people singing through it and some keyboards. Mm. And at no point could people not hear what I was playing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, I think
0: I uh, mentioned the HT five, actually that it reminds me of something that, because we were talking about it on the last, uh, the last cast that me and you did. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I referred to it as having an eight inch speaker. And I'm, I'm almost certain that's wrong. <laughs> Um, I was listening back, thinking, "Are oh, you, you dickhead?" Um, because I think it's a ten. Uh, in fact, I could probably tip it up now and check, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to speculate and then get people writing in and tell me, "No, you were right," or "No, you were you were wrong," and we thought you were a dickhead. Um, so yeah, I think it's a ten-inch speaker. Um, it would make sense. I think the later ones, the um, it weren't the Mark II. I don't think it was called the Mark II, but the, the later revisions, the HT5 R. Uh, yeah. So the, the, this version did have an HT5 R cause the R is the, bit, the one with the reverb, but there, ah, right, okay. so this was the HT5 C I think. Uh, but they did the, the later one they did. It had a, a separate tone control for the, the clean channel. Um, and I, I believe that they were a 12 inch speaker. Um, whereas this one, it's just the clean channel is just a clean knob. However, they share the EQ, which is something that I only found out uh, less than six months ago. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I thought the clean channel was literally just the clean channel, and it's you got a clean channel and and you couldn't do anything with it. So like. I'd come to it some days and it'd be sounding banging. And then, like the next day, come to it. Oh, that, that doesn't sound anywhere near as good as it used to. What's going on? Because <laughs> old Muggins over here and mess with the settings, weren't it? Nice.
1: And <laughs> you hadn't realised.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did not realise that they shared the uh, shared the EQ. Um, Say, Lavi. Um, I think I should probably talk about the stuff that I've done because. Look, I think you should.
1: Looking at the time,
0: <laughs> uh, we were about halfway, so
1: eh, we're like
0: yeah. twenty-five minutes in. No, so our, our <laughs> Joe is probably winning this week, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> probably. So, for, first of all, I'll start off with the, uh, the the videos that were released. In fact, between the uh, between last cast and this cast, I think there were two. So I did uh, a video. Uh, about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks by now, uh, about the Joyo Vintage Phase, uh, which is the Joyo version of the Phase ninety. Uh, very, uh, very little to to really demonstrate with that because it's one knob, um, and all of the uh, all of the the ramp the the speed of it comes in the final third of the the knob. So you, you go from kind of subtle almost nothing to like then halfway is pretty much where you get in your your kind of classic classic rock phase tones. And then you stick it up a bit more, you get a bit thin lizzy kind of tone. Uh and then you get the kind of weird, kind of warbly, spacey tones in that last third. Yeah. And you can you can go like between like millimetres of turn from going to usable to batshit crazy. <laughs> um but it's it, it's a lovely pedal and uh, lock like, like I've mentioned before, I prefer it to the phase ninety. Uh just because the volume discrepancy between uh it being on and it being off isn't quite as large. This week I um, or in fact two weeks ago, if I'm thinking about when this podcast tie <laughs> Time, time is a time is a strange thing. Uh, so, <laughs> two weeks ago, um, <laughs> I did a no all tone on the the Joyo Taurin. Tourine, Um Yeah, their R series clone. I think it's the R one So I started like with the first one in the series. Um, yeah. Thought nice, nice and simple. Three knobs. That's gonna be nice and easy, isn't it? When I recorded the demo the first time, there was a light glaring on the uh, on the pedal, so I couldn't see what the controls did. i I guessed at what I thought they were. I was <laughs> altering the volume of the pedal, weren't I, <laughs> rather than the game <laughs> So thinking like this is a, this is a really weird gain sweep. Um it is when you use it goes
1: from really quiet to really loud. <laughs> you know,
0: it is when you use the fucking volume control. I mean No, because I was I was I was like using using the volume control but then counterbalancing using the, the game control as you as you did to try and keep it unity. Uh so
1: and having them the wrong way around.
0: Yeah. Uh so I had to redo that demo. So I only realised when I when I was starting to edit the video, I'm thinking, hang on, that's his volume. <laughs> um, so I had to redo that one, but then, then I did it, did it again, um, and it made a lot more sense. Um, it's it's a pedal though that seems to be getting some really really mixed reviews, and it it's it's this weird brown brown color, and I think they've done that on purpose because it is it is a really marmite pedal. So I'm getting some people going. Oh, that 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 touring sounds absolutely amazing. like uh, but then I'm getting some people going. Ugh, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I actually had uh, had one of our listeners, Josh, Josh Wood. He's he's been on this cast before, um, and he he says, "Oh, the uh, the clean sound was amazing," and then <laughs> then you stuck on the pedal. Uh, so cheers for the for the compliment on the clean tone. Always, we'll always accept a compliment on that. Uh, but yeah, so if if you compare them to like if I compared this to the the Antares, um, it doesn't doesn't stand up anywhere near. I
1: mean, there's a bit of a price
0: discrepancy, though, isn't there? There is, there is. Uh, yeah. And they're they aiming for two different sounds as well. Like the the tour end supposed to supposed to be klon inspired, although I to my ear I'm getting more of a blues driver kind of feel to it. So a kind of upper mid, uh, upper mid spike ish, um, and not not massive amounts of gain on tap. The tour end definitely has more gain than the blues driver or at least the standard blues driver i don't know about the wazercraft i have not had the opportunity to try one um but yeah so if you if you wind up the the game fully you get a, a quite a nice classic rock tone uh and lee was mentioning actually lee uh sent me a message after after watching that video uh and went oh yeah from like from like three minutes 30 on that tone is amazing and that was where it was like cranked full Going, yeah, yeah, it makes, it, it makes a decent uh, a decent rock crunch. Um, but the thing that did uh, the thing that struck me was the, the tone control, like for a good two-thirds of it was quite useful, but then it, once you got down to the bottom end, that's where you get the difference between between like that uh, like boutique. Um, boutique Drive pedal And this m- Slightly more Mass produced one Is the fact that Like the The whole sweep Of the tone control On the um, On the Antares Is really useful Whereas that Like fully off uh, Tone for the The touring, Um It just it Just wasn't quite there Like It was just eh. A bit, bit flobby
1: In a bit Kind of
0: Yeah just a little bit Too soft um, and yeah it just wasn't for me um, but like you say it's a 50 quid pedal pretty much and they do look they they look Tron as fuck so there you go and that is that's my, my review of the the, uh, the Taurin and I've I noticed that I've mentioned uh, I've said the words Taurine Taurin about seven different ways So Yeah <laughs> uh, What else have I done this week I posted up um, Posted up a video oh, Before I do that actually um, We have got We have got We mentioned it On the on the live cast We've got some videos Coming out from Ligs um, And they should be Edited soon So hopefully by the, This podcast Coming out we should have maybe one of those up. So keep watching it for them. Maybe. Um, I think uh, trying to remember back, I think we've got possibly one from Hello Sailor, um, uh, a Tate Effects one, Xander uh, Effects, uh, Mayberry Guitars. Um,
1: pedal patch as well. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Um, just, just as we're on the subject of videos, yes. Um, also on your Instagram, you had a video of you playing a Maybury guitar. I did, I did. Um, it happens to be a
0: Maybury guitar that you were, uh, you're quite, quite fond of, <laughs> isn't it? Matt? I,
1: I, I really like
0: the look of this. <laughs> well, um, I also like the look. I like the the sound and the play playability
1: of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine it. it like I say, it, it's it, it was it a floorboard upscaler? Did I see? Yeah, I, I've been told
0: by uh, by Dave Rage that I can't use the word floorboard because that's his upscaler. Um,
1: right, okay, but yeah, it's it's but an it,
0: up, it, yeah it's an upscaler. It's an upscaler. So yeah, um, the the upper horn because it's a Telecaster the. The bit where there isn't the cutout, yeah, uh, it's got like a, a massive knot in it, so it's it's almost like the the wood's crumbling away. Um, but using uh, the, the finished technique, the uh, shish kebab. That's it. I, I shish kebab. I was yeah, shish kebab. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts it over a an open flame and just turns it. It's <laughs> it's not far off actually. What he says, he he uses blowtorch to kind of seal the wood. Uh, it's it's like a a Japanese wood sealing method, um, and it's it strengthens the wood, but it also uh, softens it up a little bit, uh, like to the touch. So you're not getting like, yeah, yeah, you kind of splintery feel. So under the arm, it feels really really pleasing because you get like these like a really tactile finish with like all of these ridges in it. No, uh, but it's it's soft enough to the touch. Uh, so I mean that it just it feels really nice to hold, which is a really strange thing to say, but it does. Um, and it's a single pickup guitar, which I've uh, been I've been curious about, but I've always been trepidatious as well, considering. Well, it's 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 not your pickup
1: either, is it? It, it isn't. No, uh, it's, it's a bridge pickup, it's a bridge like pick. like a a single a single pickup guitar. It has the right one, whereas you think it has the wrong one.
0: Uh, not necessarily. Um, if if a guitar has got two pickups, I will spend the majority of my time on the neck pickup. Um, whereas I think if you have got a single pickup, it needs to be the bridge. Um, but then it does the the rock thing, and it does it does only the rock thing. Um, the the upscaler. I was about to call it the floorboard again then. Uh, the, <laughs> the upscaler, it, it has got more subtlety to it than that because it's got a concentric pot which has got both volume and tone on it um, which in the past I've used those and have not been so impressed because th- you, you can get them mixed up and then you end up like pulling, pulling the bottom part of the concentric pot but getting both of them to move whereas this one worked really well. Um, so it was really, really easy to dial in using that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> even though, even though you, it can do more subtle. I, uh, I went balls to the wall, whack everything open. Let's get some drive on it, and uh, that was pretty much that was pretty much that. I, I just went a bit crazy on it. Uh, yeah, it do, it does that really well.
1: Yeah, I mean, from from the sound clips that I've heard from your Instagram so far, I like it. I believe there's there's other videos of that guitar as well, but um,
0: yeah, yeah, possibly. And I, there's there's potentially going to be some floating around of me playing it at the uh, at leagues as well. Cause ace. I played that. I played I played a fair few of the Mabry things, and yeah, they were all all ace, absolutely ace. I really like the uh, the inlays that he does on the Maybury stuff as well. They're like, I think they're like little brass, uh, brass like inserts. Right. Okay. Um. So it's like almost like you you dot inlays, but the center's dark. So it's it's like a really subtle, uh, like brass circle almost, and they look look amazing. Because I I really like the um I I like the look of bare fretboards, um but the the uh, potential logistical nightmare of it, <laughs> where you're trying to navigate a fretboard without any um any navigational aids, um yeah, little bit a little bit t- tricky.
1: I'm the same. I I I like the look of a fretboard that's got no dots on it. I. Would absolutely panic if I got lost at any point playing any song. I would literally have to go to the nut and then count. <laughs> and <laughs> if, if, if at any point, like, because I'm so used to, you know, if you feel like you're in the wrong place, you just have a glance down and you confirm that you're in the right place. Even if I was playing in the right key and I looked down and I didn't know where I was, I would panic.
0: I could just I could just see you on stage like just before us I like, like oh, going <laughs> that one yeah wait <laughs> oh shit man uh, I I think uh, I think it's worth getting you a a blank fretboard just for that <laughs> evil man know. you're an evil man I th- I think I think I might be able to cope with it but I I don't know it's like having a safety blanket isn't it
1: it is and like I say I could be playing in the right key and it would still make me panic if I couldn't then like you know sometimes when you just feel like something isn't right and you want to confirm whether it's you or whether it's somebody else in yeah. the band or whether yeah like having that safety net of looking down and going, no I am playing on the 10th t- fret I am right
0: You see, I can see the dot I know I know I'm there yeah it's, it is it's that it's that comfort blanket yeah uh, i've just glanced over at the time we are we're getting we're getting close uh so i thought i'd do cuz uh, this this is something that i did uh possibly before the last cast but i never got a never got a chance to talk about it um i posted up a video in uh in a group and i can't remember which group it was so if it was the freitz podcast group but hey if not I'll try and dig it out and post it in again. It was um, I think like ultimate guitar or something like that, it was them doing a tour around the Roto sound factory um and like a long story short it's it's like the the founder the founder's son who runs the business now, basically running you through all of the machinery and all of the like, showing you a couple of the people doing the job. And it's, like, all kind of, all very much, like, hand-done, pretty much, using these, uh, like, the machines that they've been using for, for a long time. Uh, like, really kind of salt-of-the-earth British manufacturer. Um, having... <laughs> Studied manufacturing way back in school. It reminded me of that and gave me like a really kind of warm, nostalgic feeling for for like my my manufacturing education. Um and it just like kind of inspired me to to wanna play some some Rotus end strings. Um uh, even though I've played them in the past and have not necessarily gotten on with them as, as well as other brands. Um but they they went through a couple of different um, uh, a couple of different lines that they do as well. So they do your standard kind of nickel plated steel strings, which just uh, like any manufacturer does pretty much. Um, I think they do like roto yellows, pinks, and all, all of that, which is just like your standards. Uh, but they also do um, they do pure nickels. Which are supposed to uh, be a slightly slinkier feel, uh, string. Um, and for me, uh, I've got a few Fender scale length guitars, which are a little bit of a pain in the ass Because with a Fender scale length, if I can set it, like if I can set the, the action really nice. The tension for bending isn't a problem. And I like the feel of tens under the finger when you're picking. Because anything lighter than that, and they, they're a bit too floppy, and I, I feel like my picking then just becomes me pushing the plectrum through the strings rather than gently gliding over them. Uh, so I'm considering getting, uh, getting a couple of sets of, of the pure nickels for, for those... Particularly tricky guitars that don't quite balance up well enough, uh, and then they mention that they also do a uh, a pure, uh, pure stainless steel set, um, and saying that they they're a pretty acquired taste um, because they're uh, a lot more zingy and a lot more uh, a lot brighter than than your standard strings. Um, and something that I've been wrestling with recently is the fact that I I play so many single coil guitars like the Tele and the Strat are pretty much mainstays in my uh, in my arsenal. But I've got a fair few humbucker guitars, um, but I find it really difficult to transition between them because I'm so used to the the immediate brightness and the snap of a single coil pickup that when I go to a humbucker, I. F- I'm finding that I'm really really cranking the dials on my amp just to get the, the same kind of brightness uh, and like potentially evening out some of that uh, some of that discrepancy using a set of uh, roto steel strings like stainless steel strings would be a potential um, potential possibility and just I just want to I think I want to support a British brand as that a bit of patriotism. I mean, Brexit means Brexit and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might, it, they, it might be the only set of strings that we'll be able to use. So, so
1: just get used to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just you talking about having to like do, like push the treble on your amp to play humbucker guitars is literally the opposite of me when I play a, a single coil. It's Get rid of all of the... T- shelve the travel completely off on the amp. Yeah. So that I can actually play these bloody single coils so they're not killing my ears. <laughs> but
0: you're... You, I mean, you are... You set everything for your, your humbucker sound, don't
1: you? Because you've got the, your, your cabaret eater as yeah. you go to, which is... Yeah, f- and then I've got the, the SG as one of my backups. Yeah. Yeah, like pretty much everything I've got is, is humbucker orientated.
0: Yeah, so we are, we are completely
1: different beasts. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like I mentioned, the the telly is the first, is the only guitar that I own that's all single coils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, there's there's maybe a
0: a change of coming, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, but yeah, like uh, like I mentioned uh, last time we were talking, I, I've I've very much got a penchant for. Um, or a Stratocaster Star guitars. And actually, as a, as a quick aside, uh, very recently on my Instagram, I posted, um, I posted a quick video of me playing the Stratotelly, which is, it's got to be the happiest medium, hasn't it? The It's, <laughs> it's the thing that makes me happy because I love tellies, um, but I'm going through a strat phase. So a, <laughs> a Telecaster that sounds like a strat, wee um oh it's it's absolutely amazing sounds so good those because they're alnico two um fletcher pickups they're slightly smoother um but they've got they've got that classic stratty stratty thing and the the fez parker mod where you can blend the you can blend certain coils in so like when you when you're on the neck blending in the bridge and it just it blooms from being like a a really focused and bright single um, call, then being almost like a humbucker. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean uh, the the video clip on uh, on Instagrams is about a minute. I had I had about probably about twelve minutes worth of footage to choose from, because I was just I was there for for ages. Um, I reckon we should do some news because it's, it's telling me that we're 50 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we probably should. Uh, so what you're saying is that uh, he's
1: probably home by now.
0: Yeah, Joe, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> take take this uh, virtual handshake. You have one. Um, Bender. Bender have done a few things this week. Um, namely, the thing that we mentioned last week, which we thought would would was called the... Fender Thunderclaw was actually called the the uh, the Ultra. So I mean that's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it?
1: I mean, where, where, like I haven't had chance to listen to most of that podcast yet, so I want to work out where you get the Thunderclaw from. Yeah,
0: well, th- there you go. You've uh, you've got a surprise awaiting for you. Um, but yeah, so the, the Fender Ultra series, um, we've we've actually got some specs now of it. So let's do a little. Little little rundown. Um, so pretty much in the uh, entire catalogue, there is a modern D. <laughs> I mean, you can't write this stuff, can you? They they're doing it to bait us now. The modern D. <laughs> and didn't know what was wrong with a classic D, personally, but hey ho. Uh, so modern D neck profile. With so it's a compound radius, I think, going from like uh, it's not nine to 12, it's it's flatter than that. I'm pretty sure it's, I think it's 12 to 16, Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I didn't write that down, but I'm just guessing. Uh, they they either have um, the the noiseless, they either have vintage or hot uh, spec ones. Uh so this is like the I think they said it's like the fifth generation of noiseless pickups or something like that. Uh so may maybe they've got got the technology right by now.
1: Well the I've played the Clapton um custom shop signature which has the fourth generation of the noiseless in. Yeah. And those pickups sound incredible. However, that does also have the the, the mod with the Clapton tone circuit in, yeah, the, and the mid boost. I thing. constantly was using. Them. I never had that in <laughs> neutral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I can't give a like a full comment on exactly how those pickups sound, but if you spend the seventy quid to upgrade to the the, the Clapton circuit, they'll definitely sound good. I I assume they sound pretty good, or like anyway, because they're, they're used by a fair few people these days. Yeah, yeah, and. I mean I'm sure
0: we used it in the um the two thousand and five Albert Hall uh, cream reunion and I'm not complaining about his tone there. It was it was good. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean so those those are those are a thing. Um the they've got a bone bone nut. Um obviously they've got the body contours because that was the the teaser kind of thing. They like the the sculpted heel contour, and and there's a the the contour on like the 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 belly to the heel. There's only a very thin bit on the horn where it's actually full fat. The rest is contoured, so it's, it looks really strange from from the back. But it's all there, yeah. designed for ergonomics, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they play like because. Like as much as I'm a fatty, um I actually prefer them without uh, I prefer guitars without the belly cut. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether this different style of belly cut is better.
0: Yeah, I mean it needs to be a pretty extreme belly cut for me. now. I mean getting Yeah,
1: that. I mean, it needs to be a semicircle for me at this point. <laughs> yeah. Clip on. Um <laughs>
0: So what else have we got? We got body contours, locking tuners. I don't think that's a new thing. I think the elites had that as well, but hangover. I think so. Um, they've they've also got, and I don't know if this this has been a, a feature on many, um, many Fenders recently, but they've also got a treble bleed circuit on the uh on the volume, which is, it's it's an ideal, um, because. Th- I can't remember what guitar I was playing the other day, but turning it down, or lose a- some of that. Yeah, it also felt like a like a tone control as you were turning it down, which is it's a little bit annoying. To be honest. Um, I think I've got I've, I've got a fair few guitars that have got treble bleeds on them, um, but yeah, like kudos Defender for that because that's that is that is definitely something that's well worth. Uh, well worth adding to it um, so the the line up the lineup of the Fender Ultra Series we've got a Strat obviously uh, we've got an HSS Strat we've got a Tele a Jazz Master P Bass Jazz Bass and a Jazz Bass V which is is a five string Jazz Bass it's a
1: lady Jazz Bass
0: <laughs> yes it's a it's a, it's a it's a delicate Jazz Bass <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that I think that's why you're here, Matt. So no need to apologise. <laughs> um, yeah the the colours, the colours. Let's go through the names here. Let's go through the names. Uh, because they are very the hoity-toity, pretentious <laughs> sounding. Um. <laughs> Arctic Pearl, which you can pretty much guess what that is.
1: Is that
0: white? <laughs> oh yeah, I'd assume so. Uh, Cobra <laughs> Blue, which is the one that the uh, the sneak peeks were were all about. The one that you saw the the, the contoured heel yeah. on, uh,
1: which I quite I quite like that colour.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you do. I I'm I'm not too too much of a, uh, a not fan of it. Whatever the the proper word for that is. Uh, the not fan, um, but it reminds me of a, of a affinity strap that I have seen in my lifetime quite a few times, that is in exactly that color. So, uh, yeah, for for everyone else who doesn't have this this experience of a of a, a squire affinity strap from like two thousand four or whatever. Um it, it'll be fine for you, lad. It's just it's it's a bit ruined for me. Uh so Cobra Blue, Mocha Burst, which I think one of the Ibanez AZs are called that as well. Don't quote me. Uh plasma plasma red burst. So what like a deep candy apple red maybe? Uh Yeah,
1: I I don't think I've seen a photo of that one.
0: No, neither have I. Uh, Texas T, which I think I believe that one's the black one with the gold, gold shimmer to it. Which all of the uh, all of the people who went to that um, that pre-release thing, the pre-release party in the shards, really raved about that finish, saying that that one was like beautiful. And they come with like the the telly in in that in the black comes with a uh, like a like a silver. Anodized guard, doesn't it? And then there's um the P base has got a gold anodized guard, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was it's and still a base, so I we weren't paying that much attention. Um, Texas T, and the final one is Ultra Burst, which again I, I I've, I've not seen that one. Um, anything from that lineup, which. Pickles, you
1: pickle, Matt? Um, I like the fact that there's HSS and SSS strats. Yeah. Because more often than not, I'd pick the HSS. Like, if if I was picking one guitar to gig with and I wasn't allowed a Variax, I'd probably go for a HSS strat. Yeah, because you're right. Your Variax is HSS, isn't it? It is, um, and I have been using that without the battery in it because I can't find the battery at the moment, yeah. which is a little bit concerning. But I think it's in the charger. I just don't know where that is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: that's always a problem. I, n- I know exactly. So I know exactly where my charger and my battery is, but I just can't be can't be asked because the um the magnetic pickups just sound
1: good. So yeah, yeah, and it's the same same with mine. But yeah, um, I think. HSS strats kind of give you the most versatile sounds because you can get that thin single coily sound from the middle. Like nobody ever uses a strap bridge pickup and likes it unless they're you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know quite a few people who do, um, but I, I would,
0: I'm, I'm gonna have to put my hands up and and kind of agree with you there and say, yeah, actually, an HSS probably is is more versatile.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the fact that that's in the range. Um, I love the blue colour. Yeah, the I, I can't even remember what it's called already because they've Co- all got stupid names. Cobra blue. Cobra blue. blue. See. Yeah, because because cobras are all definitely not green or black. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's for those special blue cobras. I, in fact, I bet you I know why it's called because the AC Cobra was blue, wasn't it? The um the Shelby one. Yes, yeah, they from did. The, yeah, they from did the sixties.
0: Yeah, but they were much richer blue than that. I would have thought.
1: I don't think so. I think if you, they're like a that that metallicy blue. Um, I think remembering my time back to like test drive one on the PS one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like if we, if we follow that train of thought, cause it, it might, it absolutely makes sense. The Cobra, like the AC Cobra blue and the fact that fender colors were essentially, I mean, they, they were actually like car paint at one point. Weren't yeah. They? Uh, yeah, they were. So, uh, Plasma red
1: burst, which which caused this. <laughs> Some form of American muscle car that I don't know of. Yeah,
0: and Texas T. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll have that. I'll have that Dodge Dodge in in <laughs> Texas T. <tea>, please. <laughs> what?
1: Okay, so you've undone my argument pretty spectacularly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've got to say, you are probably right with the the cobra. To be fair, but it's it's horribly inconsistent in the name.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, massively inconsistent. I mean, like if they like, but I suppose they probably can't call the color Ford GT forty or like Fender the like Bentley Continental Grey or something. Pontiac, yeah. whatever. I'm showing my massive ineptitude at American muscle cars because they're not my kind of thing, but... That's it. Um, Chevrolet. Chevrolet are definitely a, a, a,
0: an American car manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're we, we saying about as convincing as we do if we try and talk about sports here. <laughs>
1: I mean, I do all right at sport, but yeah.
0: That's it. No, I, I, I definitely, I, I can't can't hang with either of those things. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the Fender Fender Ultra Series. I believe, I believe, next time we've got a live cast, Lee will be telling us how the strap plays. So I think he's he's got a chance to play one. Well. Um, cool, which is pretty cool. Um. Want to do one more news, I guess, because I don't think we're going to get through all of this. And I will tell you what, we'll do. We'll continue on on the fender train, won't we? Because we can't we can't have this podcast without you doing this this bit of news, can <laughs> we? Know?
1: We can't because it's my favourite piece of news. Go on, what? Six years at this point, because for the last I believe either five or six years, you haven't been able to buy. A Cabernet Telecaster from Fender themselves. Yeah, and I came across something just whilst flicking through Facebook, as you do, as we've discussed on podcasts before, where every ten minutes you open it to see if there's anything new there, and there isn't. But as I was flicking through, one Except of the adverts. This time there was. <laughs> yeah, there was because one of the adverts. It wasn't even a post from like anybody that I, I follow or anything. Just one of the adverts from Anderton's Music, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like my guitar, but with a rosewood fretboard." And then I clicked on the link, and Fender have started doing Cabernet Telecasters again. Getting they're they're a little bit different this time, so. The last time they did them, they started off with custom shop, then they did Mexican, then they did Squire. Yeah. Um, so my one's a Mexican. Um, and this time around, they're doing American, but not custom shop. Yeah, it's an American standard run, isn't it? Well, it's
0: like a yeah. F- FSR, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it'll be an FSR. I don't think it. Oh, I, I didn't read anything to confirm exactly what which of the lines they're in, but they're similar price bracket to these Ultras. Yeah, yeah, so hundred quid cheaper or something like that. So it's, they're probably, yeah, it's like sixteen hundred-ish, isn't it? Yeah, sixteen hundred to sixteen nine nine, depending on where you you look. Yeah. Whereas the ultras were like eighteen, seventeen to eighteen hundred. Yeah,
0: they they kind of started at sixteen,
1: like high sixteens, and then went up, didn't they? yeah but yeah so the Cabernet is, and like I say uh, the the big thing to know is they now do Maple and Rosewood yes which they wasn't on offer the last time they did them Um, they're doing a gold a white and a blue as far as the colours I remember having seen I didn't see the white but I've seen a natural one or well, it might be natural. Yeah, you might be right there. Gold and natural, but the the difference is this time it's like a bound top. To the top is the color. Yeah. It's bound, and then the rest of it is natural yeah. anyway. Yeah, um, and the, which is the different. headstock matches the the face, doesn't it? So you've got if you've got the blue one, that it's got a blue headstock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which looks pretty cool. Um yeah. and the fact that it's like a, a, a part bound and then the rest natural, I, I really kinda of dig that finish. Um yeah. I'm gutted that these have come out that now and not like six months later, because I've already spent the bonus that I'm hoping that I get in December. <laughs> so I can't buy myself one of these. But yeah um like if they if they're still around in shops in six months' time or in twelve months' time I'll probably end up trying to try my best to afford one. Um they've got TV Jones in them rather than the Fidelatrons that were in the last run. So they're actual branded TV Jones this time.
0: Yeah, yeah, TV um, Jones classic humbucker is what we've got for that. Yeah. Uh, standard which uh, yes, yeah, so, um it, the as far as the specs I've just, I've just got them, got them here, yeah, USA made. We've got the rosewood bus, deep sea neck as well, so it will be it will be exact pretty much to what you've got already. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much identical like I say, but you can get a rosewood board this time. Yeah. Uh and the the only thing that you'll need to change is the bridge again because it's got those shitty stamped uh stamped
1: um saddles. Yeah, but I mean worst comes to worst, I'll decide whether it plays better than my one, take the bridge off that, or I can get the bridge that I was planning on getting for my one and just put it on the new one. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I mean Until- the the one thing that was uh like I was playing the the Stratatelli and that's got stamped steel bridges uh bridge saddles. And that was the only thing that irked uh, me. It's not like there was anything wrong with it. It weren't like sending the guitar out of tune or anything or whatnot. Or yeah. I just I just looked at them and thought fuck you.
1: Yeah, and, and I tend to find that the, the fender ones tarnish Pretty quickly if you don't like wipe your sweat off them after every gig and and make sure they're all nice and clean and pristine, they they tend to rust quite badly. Yeah, uh, that I'll, was my
0: yeah. I'm I'm not that guy. I I mean my uh, I don't sweat massive amounts, and even when I do, my sweat's not massively corrosive.
1: Yeah, I, I'm the opposite. I sweat lots, and <laughs> I I I can go through a cheap brand of strings in a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Like I can put them on the day of the gig, and they'll be dead by the time the gig is finished.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, when I when I had my uh, seven string, I, um, I lent my seven string eight to a guy after just putting the new set on, uh, and he, he only uh, borrowed it for like a, an hour or so, and when when he gave it to me back. I'd forgotten that like his sweat is like massively, massively corrosive. Uh so I yeah. didn't bother wiping it down and the next time I came to it the strings felt worse than the ones I'd taken off.
1: <laughs> and, uh,
0: and they they were like old, old strings. This this is this was a seven string that had been left in a cupboard for ten years. So <laughs> like it was just nasty and I had to like I tried wiping them down, and they they yeah. just they didn't they didn't ever get back to because yeah. they it was just like black gunk and it's like ugh, like what kind yeah. of fucking crazy xenomorph are you? Yeah,
1: and then the thing is, like it, the black gunk isn't from his hands; it's what it, the stuff on his hands does when it reacts with the strings for a short period of time. Yeah, it's it's yeah because mine mine's the same like. There's no black gunk when you finish the gig, but if you don't wipe the strings down immediately, the string just gets like a, a, a black a coating, almost like it's rusted completely through.
0: Yeah, and it, it was that, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think uh, the, all this talk of crazy black Xenomorph sweat is probably where we should end it for this week. Because we, we're pretty close, so I think we're we're at the hour. And... We've got two more uh, two more topics, but with with the trouble that I had trying to get um trying to get stuff for this week. Um I think it's probably probably best to save it for the live cast. <laughs> yeah, it's just mental. Um so yeah. Thank you thank you listeners for joining us on this oral journey. Um if you want to catch more of us, uh, Fret Talk Podcast Group in Facebook is a great place to, f- to start. Ah, um, uh, good good pal Doug, uh, he posted one of the funniest kind of podcast related memes. <laughs> I, have, I I was absolutely wetting myself with this one today. Um, so that's oh, it's it's worth it just for that. Um, but there's like I say there's just general general stuff and and the stuff that we talk about in this podcast often gets shared in there as well um if you want to catch me online it's budget pedal chap pretty much everything facebook instagram twitter i think i am on but that that literally just gets gets reposted from wherever's in my instagram you're
1: you're definitely on twitter and it is literally just a repost of your instagram story yeah Limited to 240 cameras... Uh, characters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so... it, it
0: <laughs> Cut down all the bullshit. It just stopped me mid-sentence. Um, and obviously on YouTube, uh, where you can catch uh, No Talk All Tone pretty much every Friday. And this week is... Um, yes, it's definitely something. I've definitely recorded it. In fact, it's uh, the JSA Minimuff... So I've done Ooh. I've done the the full review on over on pedalboards of doom, but I thought it definitely definitely deserves a um, a no talkal tone. So I've done uh, it's quite a short one, so because it's it, again it's a one knob for us. Gone through uh, whacking it up to to full ga- <laughs> like full volume, knocking it back a little bit, and and playing with the the volume control on the guitar. But then also running it through an already driven amp, which <laughs> just leads to silly things,
1: which... <laughs> which is the point. Yeah, 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 it's, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a, it's a fuzz pedal. That's, it's, fuzz is supposed to lead to silly things. Yeah,
0: and I think, I think that's what we, we take from that video. Uh, and any video where I get to play fuzz, is, it's silly. Just just run with the silliness. Um. Yeah, so thank thank you guys for thank you guys for watching watching listening this week. Um, if you can share this podcast with a person who you think would like it, that would be amazing. And um, I haven't checked the iTunes reviews in such a long time, but I think I'm going to go check them again because um, the tone jerks read the uh, the iTunes reviews, and I think it's hilarious. So I'll I'd, I'd definitely be up for some, some of that stuff. So get get your hilarious, um, your hilarious iTunes reviews. Please don't make them like one star. Uh, <laughs> you put a five star in, make a sail up those rankings, if you will. Um, I don't. I'm not entirely sure I care too much about where we sit in the in the iTunes rankings, but like, not one stars <laughs> would be nice. Uh, We're
1: definitely better than one star.
0: Oh yeah. I mean there's two of us. We we at least deserve a star each. <laughs> um so that that that's us for this week. Uh from your host, Mr. Budgie Pedal Chuck, that is me. From Mr. Matt Court the man from Man, say bye Matt. Bye, Matt. Wee- <laughs> uh, it will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. A bit. Bye.
1: bye.
0: Over the camera Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're on this audio podcast. That's how it, 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 it works when you're doing it. In the- Oh my! My voice is so, so croaky. You had a long day of talking, have you? Or well, not particularly? No. As, I just think I've got I've got a bit of a cold. Um, uh, I'm I'm thinking like the episodes of Friends where where Phoebe gets a cold. I'm thinking I'm all like like smoky and sexy <laughs> sounding, but I, I reckon I just say like a frog. No, well what